kids podcast. <laughs> you can go slow. A kids podcast about. Over the past few weeks, you may have noticed how very hot it is. Across the Northern Hemisphere, countries like the United States, Portugal, the United Kingdom, and many others are experiencing hotter temperatures than ever before. This global heat wave is worth noting. If you're living in the United States or many of the countries on the continent of Europe, it's likely that you've experienced some really extreme temperatures over the last few weeks. This week alone, excessive heat warnings were issued for states like Pennsylvania, Delaware, and New Jersey. In Boston, Massachusetts, on July 24th, the temperature peaked at 100 degrees Fahrenheit, breaking a nearly 100-year-old record for temperature. Along the east coast of the United States, from Maine all the way to Florida, temperatures reached the high 90 degrees and stayed there, sometimes for almost a week. Across the Midwest of the United States, temperatures climbed well over 100 degrees, sometimes reaching 111. In Europe, similar heat records have been broken. In May, the country of France reported its hottest May ever. On July 19th, England's largest city, London, broke its 2019 heat record with a scorching temperature of 103 degrees Fahrenheit. Across Europe, most people don't have air conditioning in their homes. This is because the continent is used to much cooler summer temperatures than the ones we are experiencing this summer. So a heat wave like this can make it incredibly uncomfortable and sometimes dangerous to be at home. High temperatures in countries like Portugal, Spain, France, and Greece have also been contributing to huge wildfires. According to The Guardian, in just one region of France, fires forced more than 37,000 people to evacuate this summer. The European continent has seen over four times the amount of land burned in summer 2022 than it did in the last big summer of wildfires in 2006. All of our countries are deeply connected, even when they are separated by oceans and mountain ranges. The heat I'm feeling in the United States is connected to the fires nearly 4,000 miles away in Spain. But where is this extreme heat that we're all experiencing coming from? In previous episodes of Worth Noting, you've heard Matthew talk about climate change. According to the United Nations, climate change refers to the long-term shifts in temperatures and weather patterns. These shifts may be natural, such as through variations in the solar cycle. But since the 1800s, human activities have been the main driver of climate change, primarily due to burning fossil fuels like coal, oil, and gas. That definition helps us to understand that even though there might be some natural reasons for temperature changes— Man-made climate change has had the biggest impact on our planet. Man-made climate change led to some of the biggest environmental events we have seen over the past few years. Again, the United Nations says that burning fossil fuels generates greenhouse gas emissions that act like a blanket wrapped around the earth, trapping the sun's heat and raising temperatures. Man-made climate change has contributed to the melting of our polar ice caps, 
the huge wildfires from California to Australia in 2020, our rising sea and ocean levels, and yes, even the current heat wave raging through the Northern Hemisphere. The National Oceanic and Atmospheric Administration, or NOAA, tells us that the past 10 years are the hottest on record. On average, the whole planet's surface temperature has increased by 1.87 degrees Fahrenheit since the 1800s. That might not sound like a lot, but that increase means that more cities, countries, and continents around the globe are getting hotter than ones that are getting colder. Usually, wet soil and grass can help stop the spread of wildfires. But in Spain, drier dirt and wood on the ground as a result of the heat wave this summer meant the fires spread faster and wider. The same can be said for other countries and states also experiencing bigger wildfires than usual. Climate change also impacts wind patterns. So cooling winds that would have cooled off the Earth's surface in the summers decades before are less common now, and they move much more slowly. What have you already learned about how we can fight climate change? We heard the United Nations talk about greenhouse emissions, but what are they? And how can we limit them to ensure that our planet cools down, or at least doesn't get much hotter? One major greenhouse gas that is emitted or released from industrial factories and human waste is carbon dioxide. Carbon dioxide is also created by the cars we drive, the planes we ride, and even sometimes the food we grow. Trees can also limit the amount of carbon dioxide in our atmosphere because they take in carbon dioxide and transform it into oxygen. This means that when we cut down trees and forests to build homes or skyscrapers, we're also increasing the amount of harmful carbon dioxide that exists in the Earth's atmosphere. Carbon dioxide and greenhouse gases don't just impact the temperature, they also impact our ability as humans and even animals to breathe clean air, drink unpolluted water, and access healthy food. More industrialized nations like the United States, China, and countries in the European Union emit the majority of the world's greenhouse gases. China accounts for almost 25% of the world's greenhouse emissions. The United States comes in at nearly 20%, and the European Union countries combined produce about 15%. It is important that the countries that are doing the most harm to our planet and have the biggest impact on climate change are also making decisions to decrease greenhouse gas emissions as soon as possible. This is why the United Nations has asked the biggest countries to pledge $100 billion to help end climate change. That's right, $100 billion with a B. Many of these nations have also signed the Paris Climate Agreement, promising to cut their greenhouse emissions in half by the year 2030, eight years from now. Unfortunately, we still have a long way to go until we reach those goals. The United Nation only has raised about $25 billion, and many countries, including the United States, have not met their carbon emission goals. In October of 2021, at the United Nations Climate Change Conference in Glasgow, Scotland, Mia Motley, the Prime Minister of Barbados, had this to say about what's at risk if the world's wealthiest nations don't do their part to end climate change. Our world, my friends, stands at a fork in the road. 
one no less significant than when the United Nations was formed in 1945. But then, the majority of our countries here did not exist. We exist now. The difference is we want to exist a hundred years from now. And if our existence is to mean anything, then we must act in the interests of all of our people who are depending on us. And if we don't, we will allow the path of greed and selfishness to sow the seeds of our common destruction. The leaders of today, not 2030, not 2050, must make this choice. It is in our hands. And our people and our planet need it more than ever. Our current heat wave shows that we are living with the effects of climate change and global warming right now. And these are problems that can only be solved through our collective action. That action must be taken by our national leaders and international leaders, but also by the adults in your life. As young people, you are inheriting the earth that we are giving you, but that doesn't mean that you are powerless in the fight to save our planet. In fact, there are hundreds, maybe even thousands of young people across the world who are committed to using their voices to combat climate change. Maybe you've heard of Greta Thunberg. She's a teenager from Sweden who in 2018 led protests and climate strikes to raise awareness about climate change and to demand that national and international leaders step up and take action to save the planet. But she's not alone. Mitzi Joel Tan is a climate activist from the Philippines who is raising and organizing resources so that people in her country can survive the climate crisis. In Bangladesh, Tansi Udin is a young activist who is promoting cycling and environmentally friendly transportation, as well as training other young people to be climate journalists. In Mexico, a young climate activist named Maria is focused on clean water and saving her country's forests. These young people and so many more are working together to influence both the adults in their lives and the elected officials in their home states and nations. And you can too. And so your homework is to do a little research. Find out what kind of youth climate activism is going on where you are. Learn more about global efforts like the Friday for Futures global strike on September 23rd. Encourage the adults in your life to contact their elected officials on behalf of young people fighting against climate change. Even smaller actions like recycling and composting food, either at your home or at school, are a part of reducing the food waste that also drives carbon emissions. As always, your voice and your choices matter. In the meantime, please remember to drink lots of water and stay safe in the heat. I'm Nicole, and this is Worth Noting. This episode of Worth Noting was written by me, Nicole Young, with editing and production support by Matthew Winner. Audio production is by Chad Michael Snavely and the team at Sound On Studios. Our executive producer is Jelani Memory, and this show was brought to you by A Kid's Podcast About. If you've enjoyed the show, consider giving us a rating or a review on Apple Podcasts. And of course, 
you are always invited to listen to other podcasts made for kids just like you by visiting akidsco.com. We know you value what you put in front of your kids, especially when it comes to screens and podcasts. That's why we're excited to share a new podcast from our friends at Sleepiest, creating bedtime stories to help your kids fall asleep fast. Hello, Abby here. If you've got children and find bedtimes a struggle, I'd like to tell you about Coco Sleep, a children's story podcast designed to make bedtime a dream. Coco Sleep turns a chaotic bedtime into cozy bonding time. The stories are delivered in a pace that gently slows. Rumour has it that no one's ever heard an ending. So search Coco Sleep on your favourite podcast app and let's make bedtime a dream. That's K-O-K-O Sleep and I'll see you there.